You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast with as many career three-pointers as Ben Simmons. Woo! That's, I still have to, like, fact-check that stat every time someone says it. Like, he hasn't made a single one. Like, right. he keeps getting worse. Has he listen, taken listen, a single one? Listen, tr- at, at, here's no, the thing is. not this season. No, you you can officially stop fact checking that because you know the second it happens, you're gonna see it fucking everywhere. But like, I still just can't believe it's not, like there's no way that it's, it's still not gonna slip by. I can't believe he doesn't hasn't shot like I, I don't think he shot one yet this year. Anyways, it's like the shot clock hasn't been going down, and you have the ball in your hands not even once. I saw not a, even a shot chart of his. It was hilarious inside the paint. He was pretty awesome numbers, like seventy shooting seventy percent. Then anywhere outside of the that that square, that rectangular uh, part was just cold. He was shooting at like twenty, twenty five, thirty percent. It was bad. I think it's ridiculous what some blatant disrespect that defenses will give to him. That like he's just it's so sad. He will be up top, like on top of the three point arc, and the man guarding him will be. Behind the free throw line. Yeah, I mean, I can guard Ben Simmons the first 20 feet once he gets over half court. Honestly? <laughs> once he gets in the paint, hell no. But those first 20 feet, that bitch is mine. You think he's just going to transition to be that kind of player? Like, he's just not going to incorporate that into his game? I really hope he doesn't because I think that's really going to limit him and it's going to stop him from really becoming an all-star. I think really? Because right. I, I think he's still going to make it without it. Just because of his freaking name. I don't know. I, I'd say if he can put that together, the Sixers become... Such a better team, oh, yes. so well rounded because it's no longer like you can. It's no longer like a hindrance to have him on the court at the end of games because he can't shoot free throws. Or he won't take those big shots. Once he does develop at least a free throw, then the other team is up three. Came back. Like, oh, let's just foul him. So let me put it this one. So what is he working on first? Let me put it to you this one. All. What? What? What is? Is he an all star right now? Do you believe that he's currently an all star? No. No. I, I don't think I think there's two team two other players on his own team who will get in the All Star game before him. I think Embiid yeah. is essentially a lock, especially because there's not that many good centers in the East. And I think it's hard not to put Butler in as well. I yeah. think there's two two people on his team who will get in before him. And but I don't know seen, at the end of the day I, if there's going to be enough space. At least four people make it from a single team before. Yes. So I don't think it's anywhere crazy that you see three people. No, I, I agree. I just don't think he's going to make especially it, especially in the East. Especially in the East. I'm not saying the East is bad, but I'm saying statistically. In the past, it's been easier to make it out of it. Like, so are you, you know, are, are you saying, yes, he's an all-star this year? I'm thinking he's an all-star this year. Okay. I don't think he's an all-star this year. So for the next time I'm going to make, let's pretend like you said, no, he's not an all-star this year. So if we're going to say, no, he's not an all-star this year, how does he get better to be an all-star? What else about his game can he improve? Because he does pretty much everything else. I, I think it's got to be the shooting. That's that's literally the that's the remaining gap. Ten feet beyond. So we'll we'll see if he makes the All Star game game this year, and if he's not an All Star this year, I'm convinced he can't make it if he doesn't start. If he doesn't at least, I don't even want to say he has to become a shooter or a sharpshooter, but he he has he has to be guarded at the top of the key. Because yeah. you can look at Gian- Giannis is kind of the same way. He doesn't. He's not a great three point shooter. He's not a great but he like makes- just long jumper. But he will do it. He will attempt it, and every once in a while he does make it. He is a at least a threat, and that is in the defense's mind. Versus Ben mm-hmm. Simmons, it's like I don't even have to worry about this guy thinking about yeah. doing that. At least Giannis has like that. Defender's like, 
I can't back away because then he's got all that space to drive I, on I, me. I, that's- I'd venture to say Giannis shoots 33 per, uh, 33% on wide open threes. He shoots less than that as a career because he does shoot some contested ones, but I'd venture to say if you were to look at all his wide open threes, he shoots at least 33%, which gets you to at least 100 points per 100 possessions, which means defenses have to really pay attention. Right? Yeah. And they're already on their heels so much anyway because they're expecting him to drive. So. Yeah. But I, I, this year, I just I don't think he's an all-star. This year, um, if Butler stays in the West, that changes things. I yep. think then, he, then he's then he got a better shot at it. But I think Butler coming to East not only already adds an all-star, but adds one to your your team. It's tough to, plus, tough to beat those. Plus, uh, Ben Simmons is listed as a point guard, and there's a lot of point guards, I think, who are all-stars this year. Yes, I agree. Honestly, Giannis shoots at 11.9 this year. From yeah. the three? From the three. Yeah, no, but what's his wide open uh, three-point shot? I don't know. Yeah. No, no. Regardless, regardless. ESPN hasn't created that stat yet. It's not, I know, <laughs> I know we're trying to get as advanced on these statistics as we can, but with what we've got, I'm pretty sure it's, it's Giannis is able to, I think, is a better Ben Simmons because he can do what Ben Simmons can do better, which is just score the ball in the paint, dunk, and – I guess assists sometimes, but that's not even like it. rebound is more we've more depth. I am Giannis went nineteen defense. nineteen I had a slow points game last time at nineteen, but he also had nineteen boards. Yeah. So. like eight assists. Yep. Hit the first, uh, I say two games ago, he scored the first eight for the Bucks, including just hitting a intra in in rhythm three, so he's re- oh my goodness, he's so good. It's getting there. It's, it's getting gonna be there. bad if he doesn't win MVP, I think. I guess. So far. Going forward, we don't need to get into this debate, but regardless, he's special. All right, make a hot take then. Say let's not debate it. I disagree, but let's move on. Because we don't have, we're, you know, stuff we want right. to talk about. All that's right, a whole other episode. That's fine. Let's let's do it next episode. But so we saw. Speaking of all stars, we saw the end to uh, last night. We saw the end of the NBA's greatest romance ever, and the um the the other two. Uh, future Hall of Famers, two many-time All-Stars, and um, I mean, who knows? Wade might get the Kobe All-Star uh, treatment this year in the East. He might. It's a fan vote. He'll get voted in. But uh, yeah. last night was most likely the last time that Dwayne Wade and LeBron James ever play on the same court at a professional level. And that's something really special when you think about um, <clears throat> like what they are as a friendship. Um, the fact that they both uh, were at the top of their game before they really connected in Miami, and the fact that they, um, a lot of times throughout basketball history, when there's two great players, they are matched off head to head and will create a rivalry. And I think it really They're magic. Yeah, I, I, th- big one I think of. I think it really speaks a lot to where professional sports are going, and um, like that these two people were able to recognize each other's greatness and. Be able to coexist on a co- team and succeed. Not, not, not even that, but like even as competitors, I think I don't think their friendship ever took away from the competition. If anything, it added to it, and I think it is a really great thing to see them have that fire on the court, but be able to check it at the door and be friends at the end of the day. So that's kind of fun. That also leads us to talk about Dwayne Wade is doing what I've only seen two other players try to do, and one player do well, and he's having a farewell tour. And the only other player I remember seeing uh, do well is Kobe. Kobe's farewell tour was one of the most fun uh, events in basketball. Yeah. Especially because, you know, Lakers are the biggest franchise in the league, and they needed something to cheer for that year. Oh, it wasn't the end of their schedule or their, their record. Yeah. They were like, 
I'm pretty sure they were last in the league. Were, uh, were you guys there? I, I remember mm. watching the 60-point 60, 60, uh, 60 last game ever. Like, right, what a Kobe was, way to go out. I remember exactly where I was. I was mm. at your house. Yep. We were in college. Yep. Pretty shots. And we were just, like, watching the game casually at first. And then he kept going. Kept going, and we're just like, wait a minute, is he? Gonna-? And they brought him back because they were down by double digits late in that fourth quarter. He pulled too. it out of his ass again, man. I tell you what, I feel like the Jazz let off a no, little they, bit they, at the end. They definitely let off at the end. Like, yeah, I, 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 I love Jazz was was the next guy. I, I, don't remember, I don't remember Gordon Hayward really taking many shots at the end of that game. That was their big. Uh, we we we're, we want to win this game. We want to be five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Kobe's last game and the Jazz want to be 500. Who's gonna win? <laughs> it was Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. The ten-time um, All Star. <laughs> but but uh, last night D Wade had pretty good stat line. It was like 15, five, and ten. Someone can fact check me on that. But pretty good. Nothing special. He's really stepping into more of a um, role player type role. Which off is, the bench. That's what you want. Yeah, and like, still putting putting up great stat lines. Being sort of a player coach. Um. I think that, that sort of leads us to talk um, talk about, like, that's obviously the best way to retire. Um, what stops players from retiring that way? And I, I, the obvious answer is that, you know, you, longer you're in the league, the more you get paid. Also, basketball, like, if basketball is your life. But I think it's whenever, however you – I think it is based a little bit on your success. Yeah. Um, Kobe, one of the greats. Dwayne Wade, one of the greats. Yeah. You have to reach a certain level of success to almost earn the right to yeah. go out that way. Like, I and then know. you've got like Tim Duncan, who certainly had that success, but that was not Tim Duncan's personality. You know, how he retired in the middle of the night in the off season. Like a true just, just like you know, oh, I'm going to retire. Guys. Here's the, here's the thing. I was going to go one step with people who are still playing. When Vince Carter, I don't know if he signed on to play another year or if he's like nothing yet. It, this could be his last year playing basketball too. I, yeah. I think the Raptors need to sign a one-year yeah. deal. I, 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 I want him to end his, end his career in, in, with Toronto. That would be um, awesome. Whether that happens is to be seen, but uh, that'd be cool. I think, unfortunately, due to an injury, it's not happening, but I think at the point he comes back, Dirk's absolutely going to have, like, this is Dirk's one more dance year. Dirk is absolutely doing his final. Like, he's already announced this is his last year, and he's done so much for the Ma- uh, Mavericks franchise that I think – that they owe him this farewell. <laughs> yeah, I want I want to see that Mark first. Cuban I want to see that first game when he when he comes back from injury and plays. And, you know, even it, just a couple of minutes or something like that at the end of the game. I think I think that'll be pretty special. My guess, there's no way he doesn't make that first game back appearance at home. It's there's no way no. he's got to make it in Dallas. Well, yeah, he's he's not gonna appear on the road. Absolutely. Unless his doctor is like right next door to the stadium. No, then he'll just wait a game. Yeah, most fam. Interesting stat I heard about this Wade v. LeBron thing. So they were in the Eastern Conference playing against each other for 11 seasons. Yeah. And uh, not once did we have a LeBron v. Wade playoff matchup. Yeah. Ew, not once. Wow. Yeah. Theoretically, it could still happen. Yeah. I'm not saying the Lakers and the Heat are going to be the finals this year. I would be ecstatic but if, they, if that happened. That, that'd be pretty sweet. All right, Lakers, uh, Lakers and the Heat are in the finals. Who do you want to win? It doesn't matter. That's a win-win, man. No, no, no. But who are you rooting for? Always LeBron because, like, come on. I yeah, I have to root for LeBron, but I, I don't. It's, no, it's Dwayne Wade's last dance, I, so like, I, I, I get I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Heat at that point. Who do you think against LeBron? Uh, 
I'm rooting for Dwayne Wade, yeah. Who do you think would win that seven-game series? Because right. you know, you know, Lakers. Wade would all would all of a sudden like reverse five years off his Lakers. career and be Lakers. dropping thirty again. Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That was a close game. Honestly, that was a close game. It was a very close. Game. Granted, the first time LeBron went and played the Heat this season, 2050 on him when they when the Heat won for the first time, or is it 2005? Six. Six. It was 2006. Dwayne Wade was kind of quiet the first half of the. First two games. Finals. First two games. And then he went off for four games. Yeah. He, 40 had, point, he averaged like 40 points. Yeah. He, he had a ridiculous four games after that. Um, I don't think he can do that again. Um, I really hope he, I, I really hope he finds a way to prove me wrong. I think, I think his, his high this year is, I think, 33 points mm-hmm. a game. I think they were playing Chicago. I thought it was 36. I, I think they were playing Chicago, which explains. So, A, it's his hometown team, and B, it's Chicago. Yeah. All right. It's. It's a garbage team right now. No, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he could go four games like that again, hitting forty points. But I don't know. I, I. I like to think if he made it to the finals against LeBron, that he. He'd pick up the pace, and he. he I think he'd average well above twenty. Yeah. Um. One. One interesting thing that happened at the end of this game, and we've looked into it. He clarified this was never actually a thing, but for a good like. Seven or eight hours today. I thought that was a thing. Um, in an interview afterwards, uh, Dwayne uh, Dwayne Wade. Or I forget which one of them said it, but they said, "Oh, the final game against each other is either going to have to be at the Staples Center or the Garden." Yeah, Wade said, "I appreciate 35. you letting it end here." LeBron said it was either here or at the Garden, which spurred everyone to think, "Holy crap!" Did he LeBron was almost a Nick. Was almost which, uh, a New York Nick. Which he clarified and said, "No, I just mean it had to be." Uh, like showtime atmosphere, which is fair, but it may, really makes you wonder. The Knicks are in a position to be going after a big name, a big name, and like they've been. There's talk about Kevin Durant going there next year. Why didn't they try to get LeBron last year? Like I don't think I once heard them. I heard them. They, they were you know, the I, Knicks were in for it. They the Philly. So here's the thing: the Knicks made a banner. If that's how you can say they were in. Well, for it. Well, everyone made a banner. Almost well, not everyone. They were they were one of the banners. They had like this whole big. Um, Remember, the organization didn't make a banner. Someone yeah. so, in the city the made the banner. Okay. Because okay. I, th- I because so, that, exactly because that, that's my point. Franchises aren't allowed to advertise like that because no. Magic got in trouble for just by like saying how good he thought Paul George was when the Lakers were trying to get in. He commented on how good Paul George was on like a late night television show. Yeah. And I, I, I think he said something. He's like, he, uh, he looked really good in uh, yellow and purple. I yeah. Think, or purple and gold. I think he said something along those lines. And got yeah. So, I, yeah, it, it was but, so, someone within the city, some rich businessman in New York put that billboard yeah. up for him. But uh, to be fair, uh, there was a billboard in Akron, Ohio at the same time that said um, – LeBron, please stay. This is your home. So, yeah, and there was one in Philly. Yeah. And there was one, one in LA. Yeah. LA, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Um, I think I mean, that to, that's the level that I knew that he was interested in the Knicks. I think um, they. I think we didn't hear about LeBron to the Knicks so much because there was so much talk of Kyrie to the Knicks and Durant to the Knicks because Kyrie, the Knicks were on Kyrie's list to be traded there, and everyone's like, I think there was so much hype around. Oh, what if we can get Kyrie and Durant in the offseason? There was less focus on LeBron. He did no. Here's what I, he did it quick. LeBron picked pretty quickly in yeah. after like Le- the LeBron finals. signed within like 48 hours of being uh, 
unrestricted free agent. Yes, but but everyone kind of knew even towards the end of that season. Okay, you know, people kept saying he's going to be back. It. So I think, but but like throughout the middle of that season, people were still talking about Durant's going to be a free agent. Kyrie is going to be a free agent. I'm coming here soon. They were really focused on those two players more than LeBron was, and I think that's why we didn't hear as much about it. I, you know what I wonder that I'll probably never know, and most of us probably will never know, is when he started to think about where he wanted to go. Like when he was in Cleveland, he was playing, and then the finals were happening. Was he thinking about anything else but the finals? Like, did he start? He already have like plans and meets with anybody. I I th- I, I bet you because he had going said, into he, game one. I bet he was all about the finals. I, I, I bet he was thinking about it. Like towards he did the a end social of, media blackout. He always does season, for the finals. But I, be, I bet he just didn't think like how how long are the NBA playoffs? Six weeks. Something yeah, I like think that. so. Yeah, so I bet you like yes, he was thinking about it before those six weeks, and yes, he started thinking about it immediately after those six weeks. But I, I doubt it crossed his mind during those six weeks. He just especially just, in the finals. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe after game two or three, especially after how game one ended. I think after he broke his hand. Yeah. Damn it, Jr. Damn it, Jr. Um, but uh, here this this led me to a fun question today that I was mulling around in my head. Um, does a, Le- a does a LeBron Knicks team make the finals in the East? Uh, it's hard to say no. Certainly makes the playoffs. I think oh, yeah. the Porzingis injury is the biggest factor there. I know he's hurt. He's but, supposed to come back here in the month of December. You don't know what no, percentage no, of Oh, I thought said he could be back in. So, Christoph Porzingis has no, like, no viable or no clear return date. Like, there's nothing about what he – this is all, like, old data. And, uh, and that, that makes sense because if you're the Knicks and you're trying to tank to get Zion Williams, like, why would you be in a hurry to get your star player back? I totally. So, uh, I mean, they need star players. Player player injury is one of the things that the league's just, like, legally not allowed to challenge you on. Like, if yeah, you they, say a player's hurt, player's hurt. Like, I think that eventually they might start going to – you have league uh, doctors maybe – Maybe, but even then, no, it's healthcare. You can't. Maybe I, I think that I think that's gonna like that. The, I don't think the player collective bargaining agreement will ever let that. Thank God. And, like, because like, look at uh, Kawhi last year. Last year, the team doctor said he's good to go, and he brought in another doctor who said, "Well, no, I'm not," and then didn't play. Like, I think that, and that's something I'm completely in favor with. That if for any reason someone on the team or someone on the uh, player like thinks a player isn't like. Good to play, don't play for sure. Like that's that. Like I, I like NBA players too much to let them get in, uh, to let watch them get injured so the league can make a profit. All right, so back to the original question: Porzingis list Knicks with LeBron this season. Do they make the Eastern Conference? Do they make the I NBA Finals? I don't think that's the question because I think that if you had LeBron on the team, you wouldn't be tanking. So I think he would be back by the playoffs. I think a Knicks LeBron team makes the playoffs. With or without Porzingis, and I think if Porzingis is back by playoffs, they make the finals. I I don't know. Toronto's really good this year. Toronto's they, really good. They make the, the Bucks are really they, good. You know what's funny? Last year, the the Raptors are really good this year. Toronto's really good this year. I think Toronto's oh, better this year than they were last year. Yeah. Oh, and Tor- Toronto's significantly better uh, this year than last year. Leonard's just such a more dynamic player than DeMar DeRozan is. And, and uh, Kyle Lowry's having a career year. 
and a lot of their young talent aged up. I just think it's, it's funny. We were still crazy. saying last year. Yeah, no, no, no. But, like, you know. They're a really good team this year. I don't think they're going to do it. It is still LeBron, though. See, I'd argue Kyle Lowry isn't having a career year. Guess how many points he scored on Saturday? Kyle Lowry? Zero. Dude, I, the past five games he's been so – Assist-wise numbers, he's been great. And defense, he's been great. But, like, points-wise, it's it's not there. Granted, they found other methods of scoring on that team. The bench is good. Pascal Siakam's having a breakout year. Sergi Baca yeah. has found his jump shot. Even Kawhi Leonard's averaging almost 10 more points than DeMar DeRozan ever was. So it's not necessary that Kyle Lowry scores, but it still shocks me that he's scoring this few amount of points right now with how good the Raptors are. Yeah. No, that's, but if that's, he doesn't need to, just think of that next step. If those shots are going to fall for him, that makes the Raptors that much better yeah. and that much tougher to beat. Yeah. If so. he became like a sole like assist and uh, defense guy. Kind of like almost like a Rondo, but has a but has outside a better shot. defense and can shoot. There, there's a, there's also two other I'd say fantastic teams in the East. Oh yes, yeah. we just been, we we got the Bucks and the Celtics. Celtics the, Celt- the Celtics hit a bit of a rough patch, but since we called them out on the last podcast, they've won six straight. And honestly, yes. I I wouldn't want to run into the Sixers either. No, they're a solid team. The, no. Those four teams are like I'm, I'm hoping that those are going to be the two like semifinal matchups to get into the conference finals. So I won't talk about one, how two, good three, the West four. is. I won't talk about how good the West is, and that's very fair because everyone's in the playoff picture except the Suns. So like all the way through depth wise, yes, the Suns are a better team, but I think that there are more great teams in the East. I think that there's like. I think they're in the West. There is Warriors, Thunder, and then are we going to call Denver a great team? Okay, here's are the thing. Gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll call them a tough out. Yeah, but I'm going to come back to this one later. I can't put Denver up there yet. Denver's got so many injuries right now. Yeah, they. I, this was my worth mentioning, but I'm going to say yeah, because Harris is out. Barton has only played two games all season. Gary Harris, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas. They don't have Michael their rookie, Porter Jr. the Michael Porter Jr. Not Michael Porter, thank you. They don't have their rookie. My worth mentioning was going to be Nick Young just signed with them. Yeah, they're in they're a position. Just, they're now. Getting, just getting some shooting on that court with they, Barton and Harris being out. Exactly. So, oh well. Spoiler alert. Anyway, that's. Yes, yeah. that's crazy. So, so uh, to the question that does a LeBron Knicks team still make the finals? Finals with Porzingis or that? I, I, I got. I gotta say. I, I'm, I'm gonna say Porzingis would be there, but not for the most of the regular season. I, st- so you I, got, do. You I got, do. I do. I do. Because you still got Tim Hardaway Jr. who's having a great year. You still got Alonzo Trier, who's a promising rookie. Mano Moutier is playing I mean, pretty Moody good ball. He's, he's the starting point guard now. Nicola yeah. Keene is barely playing. Yeah. They have been, they have, they haven't played well at all. Yeah. And this Cantor's not a bad center. He's a solid 15 and for, 10 guy every night. Furthermore, he had, solid points had, had, Le, had LeBron signed with the Knicks instead of the Lakers, look at all those little one-year contracts that the Lakers got. Do you really think those wouldn't go to the Knicks? They, Maybe not those specific ones, but, but you really think, you have, do you really think that if LeBron goes to the Knicks, there aren't a ton of people who would sign a better minimum uh, one-year contract to the Knicks? Melo's going back. <laughs> not really. God, I hope not. We're talking about him going to the Lakers yeah. like for a hot sec. Yeah, and I think that's a LeBron doing his buddy a solid move. Which, if it happens. Yeah, if it happens. Uh, so, Which I don't think it will. But, you know. Um, they got enough young players who 
He's shooting up threes. They don't need Melo coming in with four defense to throw up even more. So. Fair. Fair. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's what we have to say about LeBron going to the Knicks. Um, on that uh, note of, like, recent moves in the East, um, Jimmy Butler is obviously the biggest move that's happened in the East, and I think ultimately it's a great move for the Sixers. But we sort of said at the beginning, and then everyone said, nah, it'll be fine. They're doing great. They're doing great. But Embiid's starting to look flustered. Embiid's talking about how he doesn't like how he's being used in the team anymore, which we all know means he's not taking the big shots. Yeah. Embiid's talking about how um, he, he doesn't like uh, – Embiid's oh, talking about how he is um, like getting abused underneath and is just tired all the time. And part of that is, like, he's having to play, like, a, a true grit and grind center, whereas he used to be able to take off possessions on the defense. When he's getting and, fouled, he's actually getting fouled now yeah. instead of the little pussy crap. Exactly. And, and on top of that, like, I'm sure Jimmy Butler's just riding everyone at practice. That's what he does. Oh, my like, goodness. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Cause and that's just what like what he needs. That's what, like, also, oh, no, that's, that's, what, that's what we said about Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, you know... I guess it's one of those things where you can only watch Jimmy Butler. If, if this is true, I guess you can only watch Jimmy Butler destroy so many teams before you wonder if he's the problem. But I have a hard time thinking that the guy who's pushing his teammates to work harder in practice is the problem. Although Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were both younger than Carl uh, Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. So maybe it's just getting them younger before they've like actually set in a way as like, I'm the shit, get kind of like... Yeah, you know, maybe it's a mentality yeah. thing like that. See, this is interesting. But are they are? But I think they're the same age. Like because it's they're both a year older, which means they are the same age that they were when Butler first came in. When Butler first came into the league. No, or Butler to, first came into the Timberwolves. So no, like, Tim, no, so he's been around. Carolyn, Carl Anthony Towns is rookie of the year 2015-16. and. Embiid is rookie of the year seventeen. So um, no, and no. Or in, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm, you're right. Embiid didn't win with win, win rookie of the year because he didn't play enough games. But his rookie season was seventeen, and Ben Simmons was eighteen. So you, you have fifteen uh, sixteen, and um, you have fifteen uh, sixteen in Wiggins and Towns, and Butler came in last year, and now you have. Uh, 16 and 17 because they both didn't have a rookie year. They're both there a year. They're yes, they're younger, but both by a year. And because he's it's been a year since he came into Timberwolves, they're the same age. They're roughly the same age than uh, Townsend Wiggins were when Butler first got to uh, Minnesota. Perhaps I don't know how old they are, they were, but that's what I'd be curious to check. Yeah. So you think Embiid doesn't like playing in the post? Do you think that's the difference? Um, I think Embiid doesn't like that people are no longer thinking it's exclusively his team. That's true. Because he, 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 he came out and huge. said it seems like the past couple of games, like with the way I play our setup, Coach Brett Brown always has me starting the perimeter, and it just really frustrates me. So he doesn't – Yeah. based on that, it sounds like he doesn't like well, to be out on the perimeter. Well, yeah. And, but when you think about a player like Jimmy Butler – Jimmy Butler is very good at creating a shot in space. So if you're going to want him to create a shot in space, that means you're going to want space in the paint. And so, yeah, they're putting him on the perimeter to open up shots there. And he wants to be in the post. He's not getting in the post. He, here's why he likes being in the post. is because in the post he gets his pussy-ass pussy little fouls. 
But when he has to work in from the uh, perimeter or when he has to take spot-up jumpers, he's, uh, A, he's having to crash the boards to get rebounds rather than just be there. And, B, he's having to work a lot harder to get his uh, points. I think that's a poor game plan for the Sixers, to be honest. I I mean, you've got one of the better post players in the game in terms of skill and ability around the rim. Why would you not want him down there? I think that's going to take a lot of time to figure out – I mean, just how to do that. I mean, we saw they've, they've got a ton of wins. Uh, Butler's been there. A lot of them have been close yet. I don't think they've truly figured out how they're going to spatially play play their their half-court offense with, with Jimmy there. Because now, you said, you've got someone, for the first time, first person who's really on the Sixers, who can make their own shot, who can create. No one else on that team could. It was kind of like, all right, we've got... Simmons, you can only drive. You've got Covington, who really is a spot of three. You've got Reddick coming off screens, and you've got Embiid, who'll be down in the post. Now you've got someone who can do a little bit of everything, and I think they just got to get used to it because neither of them ever played with a player like that. And I think they would probably be going through the same frustrations had LeBron signed there in the offseason. LeBron, again, is a very ball-dominant player. Yeah, He can do everything. And I think we would see the same thing if LeBron would have gone to the Sixers. It's, yeah. I think it's just going to take some time, and... By the playoffs, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll have figured it out. And, and we're saying this. They're third in the East. Yeah. And they have the second most wins in the East. So it's just. Can, can, can I also throw out there, though, um, how many times last year did people say, don't worry, it's we're just going to take some time with the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves were way better than the eighth in the East, except for Jimmy Butler didn't play for, like, 20 mm-hmm. games because he was hurt. At the end of the season, too. Yeah. So, like, go, before he was injured, I want to say they were, like, fourth in the West. Oh yeah. So like, I, I I just can't help but think that this is a lot of how the talks went with Jim Butler last year when they're like, "Don't worry, like they're gonna figure it out. They've got time." And they did figure it out. They made the playoffs for the first time in years. They lost in the first round to the Warriors, but like, what are you gonna do? And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, and then everyone's like, "Oh, but we're we're ready for a good next year." And next year never came. We'll see. I mean, I, I still have faith in Jimmy Butler. That's what I'm saying. Speaking of Jimmy Butler, uh, here's something else significant he did. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler and Blake Griffin do not get along. Who would have thunk it? For real, though. Like, what? Yeah. I guess I get it. Uh, so, here, here's the thing is, I didn't watch the game. I did watch the highlights, and I saw it. Like, and, all right. So, I'd like to imagine, or the way I think it is, Jimmy Butler is probably a really frustrating guy to be guarded by. Jimmy Butler probably knows how to, like, bump you in ways that aren't going to get called or probably aren't in the rules, right? Jimmy Butler's probably... Like, he's read the rule book. He yeah. knows how to get away. He, he, yeah, he's very hustle-worthy, and so I'm sure he gets... I'm sure he frustrates a lot of players, especially superstars who are used to getting calls like Blake Griffin. But from what I saw, Blake Griffin was absolutely the dick. Like, do you see that play where Blake Griffin, like, went up, started to get a rebound, basically took the... Uh, like, it was after a made basket, so he went up, he caught it from underneath the rim, and then sort of pushed it until it was above Jimmy Butler's head and then dropped it. And, like, he did it sort of the same way. He did it fluid enough that you couldn't accuse him of throwing it on him, but you could see he sort of, like, caught the ball and directed it into Jimmy Butler's face. (laughs) (laughs) I missed the game. I didn't get to see that. Oh, and, um, like, they... And, like, they were going back and forth all game, a lot of talk. Like, obviously, you never know what's said. Um, At one point, um, like, they both sort of bump each other and... um, I guess Blake, like, sort of threw a shoulder and it looked a little more intentional, and Jimmy came to, like, try to 
like yell at him and confront him about it. And I forget which teammate, but a piston came between them, stopped Jimmy and Blake just sort of walked off. But can uh, can someone with a computer please read to me what um, Jimmy and Blake had to say to each other about about each other after the game? I got the gist, but I don't want to misquote it since we are um, talking specifically about the beef that they're starting. Um, technology. While while you guys are looking that up, though, um, they're now both both in the East. There's going to be like a fun little beef that like, I hope there's a rivalry. Yeah, I, I love like a team rivalries are fun, but I really like little one on one rivalries that happen. That like when players really find reasons to not like each other and will go off uh, against each other. You say that I, I like that, but a lot of times it's players that aren't the same position, so you don't get to see them guard each other yeah. as much, which stinks. So they, they, it's a really nice that. I guess you know Blake Griffin and it's a three and a four forward, so like they'll, they'll, it's more likely that you see them yeah. play against each other. Yeah, but like Embiid and Westbrook is a bit like they don't like each other and don't yeah. get along. They try, but it's one of those things like okay, all right. Well, you're gonna see him try to go for a poster or get yeah. a big block. Well, so that's so, about it. So and sometimes Embiid will uh, dunk on Westbrook, which all right, you're seven foot, and sometimes uh, Westbrook will dunk on Embiid, which. All right, you're a point guard, which means by the time you're at the center position, you have full head of steam, and like it is. What, I'm not. I'm not taking away from either player. They're both very talented, but that's how you do it. Yeah, it because you're not the same position. It's intentionally a mismatch. You're never gonna see Russell Westbrook back down Joel Embiid. Yeah, dunk in the space. And, and, and you're never gonna see Joel Embiid at the top of the key travel to try to finesse dribble around Westbrook. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny to watch, but so. I've got Jim Butler appeared on JJ Reddick's podcast and said um, to the Pistons, lock that, said on this about Blake Griffin, lock that up. Blake can't scar me. I don't care what you say. You heard that Blake ain't worried about you. Worried about you? And then he didn't play. Blake Griffin has a rest night, or had a rest night last night. Yeah? Yeah. So it was a back-to-back. Was it both against the Sixers? I think so. Check out what they're... All I know is he did not play. Uh, well, his mouth is probably. We just watched him on Hot Ones. His mouth is probably still recovering. That that, that really looks pretty painful. Yeah. Okay, so that's um, 76ers. It was yesterday, which was, and then Friday was when they played the 76ers, and then they had a um, a game in between as well. So they had the Pelicans in between. So. The 76ers played the, the uh, Pistons, which is when I'm pretty sure all that shit went yeah. down. And then Pelicans played the Pistons. And then last night, Pistons played 76ers again, only this time Blake Griffin sat out. Yeah. Which, I, rest nights are rest nights. I'm not going to accuse anyone of being a bitch. But if you wanted to look like a bitch, you, you certainly did a good job. How you do it. <laughs> That's, uh, Blake Griffin, you're a great player. I actually am a big fan. I'm not saying you're a bitch, but like you gotta understand how this looks to the fans. He probably didn't give a fuck what it looks like to the fans. I hope he doesn't, but it does make you look a little soft. Right, right. I'm done. Not that you care, just want you to know. Yeah, we, we all can't care so, what the fans think, like Kevin Durant. I, I was gonna say, okay? to, to be fair, we were just chastising Kevin Durant so much last <laughs> last week for caring too much about what the fans think. So, like, it's a little bit of a double standard on us, but it was a long hand on the stick on that. Yeah, take, it's called it's called the double standard. <laughs> hey, shut up and watch me play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, uh, speaking of teams, uh, big offseason moves in the East. Um, as you know, this season, the Toronto Raptors made a big off-season move and got Danny Green. 
Um, Huge, man. They, they, they were like, all right, how are we Franchise. Change, well, I mean, well, changing. There's rumors going all over the place. Biggest off-season free agent get right there. Or so, trade get right there. So, we, so it was... It was absolutely, I know it's not the biggest deal, but he's put on solid minutes for him. He's a great player for there. Still um, a good defender. And it was absolutely, the idea was Danny, Best plus minus Danny, Danny Green. Really? Yeah. Nice. Dan, Danny Green um, and is there to appease Kawhi. He's Kawhi's friend, and like we're going to have him there to try to keep Kawhi. And I think everyone just assumed Kawhi goes, Danny goes, right? Because they both have uh, contracts on this year. But Danny Green in a contract, uh, Danny Green was being interviewed. They kept asking about uh, Kawhi. First, he started complaining. He's like, I don't know why people keep asking us. Like, what, what's Kawhi do at home when he's with his kids? He's like, I don't know. I'm not there. Like, ask him. I am a basketball player on the same team as him. Wow. I am not him. Wow. But then, uh, but <laughs> they really ask him that? Yeah. Oh, my God. But then, Hey, what's your coworker doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not murdering someone. <laughs> Beyond that, like... That's really all you go for. Yeah. Like, uh, after five o'clock, as long as you aren't like hurting society, I don't give a fuck what you do, coworkers. <laughs> but uh, and then also, he went on to say that like he really likes it in Toronto, and regardless of what Kawhi does next year, he would like to stay there. And so that's sort of interesting. A, I wonder if knowing that Danny is going to be there no matter what is going to speak to Kawhi. I think. Kawhi's really sort of selling into Toronto. I think there's a good chance they keep him. But, B, I think it's neat that, like, that's still a good pickup. Like, DeMar DeRozan for Danny Green is clearly not an even trade. But at least it's something. That's true. That's true. You didn't get super screwed because you're still playing with him this year. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I would think if you're whoever's trying to get Kawhi this offseason, you'd go after Danny. I wouldn't think you go after Danny. You go after somebody who was a Raptor who played with him. Yeah. Or not a Raptor, sorry. A, um, a Spur who played with them. Yeah. But eh, who knows? If he go, if he stays in Toronto, I wouldn't be super surprised. If he doesn't go, if he gets, if he leaves and goes somewhere else other than Lakers, I will be surprised. I'm not against it. I just think be like, oh shit, I didn't see that coming. I, That'd be cool. So I, I think he is staying in Toronto. Like if I. If I had to put a bet down now, my bet is Toronto. I don't see like I don't see him leaving for the Lakers. Um, I think he just has because they're succeeding right now. Well, there, there's Except, that. I think I, I he's think... just as good at odds to. Um, I think he's just as good at odds to win a championship in Toronto. They don't win a championship. I don't see him staying. I, I, I say I say for a period of finals. If they if they make it to the finals and take it to six games, I see him staying. Especially because you know okay, the Warriors bringing it right up to the edge. Yeah, it is. But you, oh, they're, they're, but like, try to tell me that every NBA there's not a huge difference between losing saying, six and winning. I say, but there is, and he will know that the Warriors are coming up on their one of their biggest off season in a while. Demarcus Cousins already said he's not coming back. Durant's a free agent. Draymond's a free agent. So they got to have to consider their yeah. money, and they have to consider next year. Clay Thompson's contract is up as well. So they're gonna have. They would take a pay cut. No freaking way he wouldn't. That's the kind of player. No, he he's. I don't. I don't know about he's, that. He's worth way more than what he's getting paid or what he's gonna be paid if he stays with 
the Warriors. If, if he's but, up for a Supermax, though, and wins Defensive Player of the Year, though, what, 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 I've heard what, seen him say, I don't want that what, Supermax. I think what, what if no one else on the Warriors takes that pay cut, though? Because Durant, well, Durant's I, I, I think he's on. humble, but I think if everyone else gets the piece, I don't think he's going to be the one to say no. Durant has already come out and said, I am not taking a pay cut this year, because Durant did. Yeah. When he signed this previous one, he took a pay cut. He said he's not going to do that. Yeah. I don't know if Clay Thompson's going to do that. And uh, so if they, I think basically the. Um, but I'd still. I think the Warriors compared to Clay Thompson, he's more humble. Yeah, I I, I think the Warriors need uh, need to look at Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green and pick two. And I know which two I think. No problem. I, it's I, actually it's actually different than um, what I said at the beginning of the year, but I think is Durant a consensus one of them for yeah. us, everyone. Yeah, Draymond, yeah, one, so it's between so. Draymond and Clay. Mm-hmm. I think you keep like if you're the Warriors, yeah, or if you're trying to win a championship, like if those two went somewhere else, like just on another team. Oh, uh, if you're if I'm you're if, as the Warriors, it, it, as, the as, Warriors? as the Warriors, you keep Draymond as another team. I think you want Clay. Yeah, um, that's what I would say. I, I at the beginning of the season, I would have said you're right, but I think um, Draymond's off court issues. I think Draymond. Do you think that's becoming an issue? Yeah. I, I, I think if off he's, court is on court, it's, it's him dealing with Durant. Exactly. That's and, it. Yeah. And, and because Durant's contract is almost up, he's afraid he's going to leave, and he's having some um, separation syndrome. Like if Russell had known Kevin was going to leave, or if he had even thought that was remotely possible, love you, Russell, but I would have thought that you would have had some words about it. Yeah. Right. Like if he didn't just blindside him with it, you would have heard Russell Westbrook going, "That's some bullshit right now." Yeah. I can't believe that fucking snake did this shit. Yeah. And I, I don't blame him for it. But regardless, I think that Kevin Durant is a lot like, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think Kevin Durant is going to be a problem for Durant if Kevin Durant's going to be there for an extended period of time. I think Draymond works well in the system Golden State has right now. I'm not sure how his game translates to other teams. I think he could probably work well in Houston where there's a lot of shooters around him. He can dish the ball, but I feel like he does need to be on a team where he can kind of sit there in the post, bully around. He can, but that right... He when he went, it's not his pro- I mean, he hasn't blown up for a game since that game seven of the finals in 2016. Hasn't, hasn't, hasn't had to. to, but I feel like that. I feel like that's that's the strength of his game. Where Clay Thompson clearly is that spot up shooting. I feel like other teams are going to really want that spot up shooting because that a spot up shooter fits around any team. Clay, Clay, Clay Thompson's one of the few people that fits on thirty teams. Yeah, I, I think Draymond Green Draymond only fits Green, on teams that that can. Shoot the three ball really, really well. I, there's some teams I just don't think he'd fit well on because I, I think I think Draymond Green specific fits, style. Uh, I, I I would say Draymond Green fits on at least 28, and I don't have two in my mind. He doesn't fit on. Draymond Green has skills that every single team needs. Thank you. That's my yeah. point. He is so he's got so many other little things. He's such a good defensive person. Defense. His defense alone is almost worth him being on the team. He's, yes. also, he's also an incredible playmaker. He leads the uh, Warriors in assists. I know, but uh, you also have to look at look at who he's passing to. Yeah. you got shooters who are shooting totally. higher clips totally than every agree. other player in the league. Yeah. But, like, I mean, defense. still, to be, to be a power forward and lead your team and assist no matter what team it is. And, you know, I'm not saying he leads that entire team in assists, which means... Everyone else on the team has all those same people to pass to. I guess technically, like, Steph, Clay, and uh, KD all have one less scoring threat to pass to because you can't pass to yourself. But <laughs> And I, I would argue Clay is even less because, I mean, what, Clay had, what, 60 points until 15 dribbles in a game? Like, Clay is very much a spot shooter. He can drive. He can do that. But right now, on the Warriors, 
Yep. His job's that spot up shooter. Yep. Durant and Curry him. create their own shots. We've seen Clay him does it as his, much. Uh, Sixty or his seventy points. Uh, what was it? Clay Thompson was it seventy two? Yeah, I think no, it was yeah. that's Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Clay Thompson, Thompson, Clay Thompson was in the sixties. Yeah. Okay. Well, his sixty point game when he was scoring, he was driving. He was. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he, six, did, he six, did some really good drives. Sixty points was the eleven dribble game. No, that was the fifty point game. Either way, the guy can no, do both. The fifty point game was a fifty-five dribble game. Okay, well, was, he's actually a pretty good driver. No, he is a good driver. I'm just saying this specific game. No. Okay, I, I thought you were saying I, I, he wasn't think, good. He no, wasn't good at driving. I think I think what Clay Thompson can bring to a team will be a little more appealing to every other team in the league. And then when you add in these possible issues that Draymond Green has off the court and all this stuff, I think it makes Clay Thompson a little more appealing. Then I think the Warriors would be happy to keep Draymond because what he does for the team. And you know, Clay Thompson is a good defender as well. You're all hyping on how good Draymond Green is of this defender, and he is. But Clay Thompson is also one of the better, small, uh, better shooting guard defenders in the league. Here's a, here's a fun one. We're talking about the Warriors. I'm not shocking on by saying the Warriors are the most valuable franchise in the NBA right now, right? Like, if you wanted to buy the Golden State Warriors, they would cost the most, right? Does that surprise anyone? I guess not, no. With the championships, no, but like it is surprising like the Lakers and the Knicks are out there just because of the yeah, area. The just because they're just because they're in LA and New York. Oh. And they're and they are historic nope, franchises. I'm, I'm sorry. The New York Knicks are the, 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 the Lakers are number one in value. The uh, Warriors are number one in increased value since two thousand four. That makes I found, sense. I found, I found this fun chart of uh that like has the value of player uh, teams in two thousand four and current and what their percent increases. So right now, the most valuable team in the NBA is the Lakers at 3.3 um, uh, billion. Um, the second most? I'm thinking the Knicks Bo- Boston or Knicks? Because you think LA, Boston, and the Knicks are like some of the, the teams that... Sorry, I misread it again. The Knicks are number one at 3.6. The Lakers are number two at 3.3. And then the Warriors are... Right? Let me double-check the Bulls aren't. Bulls or Boston? No, nope. nope. the Warriors are number three at um, the, Houston's uh, up there. Three point one billion. Houston is just value like is, no, maybe they're not. I think they're is, only two Is Phoenix is Phoenix the lowest? Um, no, Timberwolves. O- overall value? Yeah, no. Timberwolves or Memphis? That's a that's might be Tim Memphis might be the smallest market in the NBA. Pelicans. Pelicans. That's a small market too. That's a small market too. Yeah, no kidding. All right, but regardless, um, the point of this was talking about percent increase in value of um, the NBA team since 2004. So the because the NBA has been inflating so much, the team with the lowest increase in value um, was the 76ers at a 260 percent ROI. <coughs> Then the two, lowest? Yep. In, in 2004, they were worth uh, $328 million. They are now worth $1.18 billion. Yeah. Yeah. So part of that is, oh, four, the Pistons were worth so much because this was post-Iverson. Yeah. And, you know, they well, with the Eagles taking off and, like, they, them having those bad years, like, they're definitely – they're on the upswing now, but they definitely lost, like, relative to the league some value. But – Still, like, let's, let's, um, and the, uh, most is the Warriors at a 1,549% ROI. 
They were worth one $188 million in 2004, and they are worth $3.1 billion now. Which that's, has, that's a 14-year. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Because uh, all the rich people in Oakland start giving a damn about basketball. Any, anyone want to take uh, – so anyone, they have the biggest thing in ROI by over 600%. But anyone want to guess what number two most in uh, increased uh, value team since 2004 is at 934% increase? Miami Lakers. Heat. You're saying Lakers, you're saying Heat. is actually the Clippers, who was worth $208 uh, million and is now worth $2.150 billion. Yeah, I'm not. So this is about the ROI, not because so when a team was worth that much yeah. back then. Yep. Um, the Lakers, which you asked about, are number seven at a 638% ROI. Because they were worth a lot back then, and they're worth a lot now, just not the most. They're worth, uh, they were worth the most, wait, yeah, they were worth the most back then at $447 million. Yep. That's, that's a good bit of money. Um, yeah, I, this, this is just a fun little thing I was looking at. Um, it's one thing that you don't really think about too often. I've always sort of said to myself that if I win the lottery, I'd like to buy the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I now know that I cannot um, because <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers are worth $1.325 billion. And that's a big lottery. You can buy a piece. Yeah, you can buy a piece. Yeah, you can be a, you can be a share, shareholder. Cleveland Cavaliers, as far as growth, um, had are, to go way up. They got LeBron. They're 18th in the league, and as far as ROI, at 414%. Um, so they had LeBron at L4. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. They probably went up pretty big from, yeah. from the Craig Eagle How LeBron yeah. can't even buy the Cavaliers with that price. Yeah. How the hell did Jordan buy? Well, I guess there was a garbage Charlotte team at that point when he bought them. They were going through the name change, too. They were the Bobcats. Yeah. At the time, because that was Kemba's rookie year, was the Charlotte Bobcats, and they won like eight games the entire season. It was so bad. I remember hearing about that. Like I wasn't they super into the NBA yet. I was just awful. Like, Hold on, the New Orleans Hornets are the new. CP. Did the New Orleans Hornets become the Charlotte Bobcats, or did no. they become the Pelicans? The 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 Hornets went to Charlotte, and then. The New Orleans game, the Pelicans. It was okay. initially the Bobcats, and Where? then in Charlotte. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then the well, what's the Hornets? The, 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 the Pelicans are Bobcats. missing off this because uh, it's the New Orleans Hornets. Because that's when CP3 was on the was on the New Orleans Hornets. Did Charlotte create a team that was the Bobcats? I think so. Fuck, and then they got to, oh my god. Expansion teams are tough. Yeah. Not everyone can be the Las Vegas Golden Knights to make it to your league uh, finals. In, in, all, in all seriousness, before the Vegas Golden Knights, like the gold standard of being an expansion team was the Orlando Magic because in three years they made a championship. Made it 2-1. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that, that thanks to Shaq and Penny. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who did they run into in the finals? Jordan. Yeah. The Bulls. They got swept by the Bulls. So oh, no, that would have been in the uh, Eastern Conference mm. Finals then. Because Orlando was never made in the, the East. Did they not? I thought they did. No, they, 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 no, they lost like, to Hakeem and the Rockets. Oh, 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 o
Yeah. And that's why they made it. <laughs> right? So it's amazing that like, so many good teams were there, but they just happened to be playing in the Jordan era. Same thing for like that great Hawks team in 2014, right? That was a good, or 2015, that was a good Hawks team. Bummer you're playing the same time LeBron James is in the league, right? Like, and right, and same thing you can say to right now. Bummer they're playing in the same year as era as the Warriors. So there's some good teams out there. You're just playing against teams who are dominating and they're just yeah. better. Yeah. Like, biggest example has got to be that Utah Jazz team with Stockton and Malone. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. just Jordan yeah, happened to be, Jordan Pippen happened to be a team. Like you were, we're talking about the most forgotten superstar of all time for a good 10 year period. The second best shooting guard in the league, Clyde Drexler. Yeah, stuck on stuck on a Portland Trailblazers team. Portland Trailblazers stuck on a Portland Trailblazers team. They sent it over to Houston. And he, he made some headway, but that was after Houston already made it to the finals and won. So he never got it. That's one that one stinks. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. One, one of the la- one of the last things we have to talk about. Um. The Suns are looks like they're going back to their uh, annual tank, um, which means a lot of their off-season tri- uh, moves they might be trying to unload, like Trevor Ariza. Um, and up, utmost sports authority and absolute truth speaker Skip Bayless says, Skip! says oh, it's Skip. a sure oh, thing that he's going to the Lakers. Uh, do you think Trevor Ariza is a good fit for the Lakers? Do you think this is... More collusion between Dante Jones and LeBron James, like they're accused with Tyson Chandler. And do you think that Skip Bayless is on something here? Well, Skip Bayless has been on something for a lot for a while now. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, I think Trevor Reza would fit with the Lakers. Yes, I think there's a better fit, which we'll get to, which I'll, I'll get to in okay. a sec. Yeah, but I, I do think it. I do think that Ariza would do well with the Lakers. Uh, what do you guys think would be given up on the Lakers side? To get him speed there. Speed and their fast break offense. You think it's... Like, as long as Trevor Ariza... No, I'm saying like, what are the Lakers going to have to give up to get Ariza? Draft pick. You think it's going to be a draft pick? Probably. A second, draft a second round? Or probably, right? probably a second rounder because he's on a one-year contract. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. He, he's not young. He's not old either. No, he's, he's, not, he's not old, he is, but like... He is, he is, he is he's, old. He's, he's on the back half. He's, 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 on, he's, like, he, he's peaked. He's like 33, 34. Trevor, how old are you? He's coming He's coming down. Um... I think he'd come off the bench, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, but I think that would be a good role for him. I think it it can give Lakers possibly some stability. <sighs> Thirty three, okay. So I think it gives that's Lakers, Yeah, I, th- I think it gives Lakers some stability off the bench, especially if it's coming on the wire and you need veteran presence out there. You have LeBron. You can have Tyson Chandler in the in the post. If you bring in Trevor Reza and then throw in a couple of your good shooters like Kuzma and. Uh, maybe Josh Hart or something like that. Let's, to get let's some also shooting. not forget that Trevor Reza is also a very good shooter. Yeah, Bear, That's I think that's why they would bring him on the team. That's they, why they would bring fit. him on. Is a, he's he's a, he is a archetype of a D three. Yeah. yeah, that's his. That's, yeah, that's his what, game. That's what they need. That's how he won with the Kobe in 09. Mm-hmm. He was D three, man. Yeah. See, and that exact model is why I think there's a almost a better fit for him, and I think it's the Philadelphia 76ers. If I'm the Sixers right now. Yeah, because they've Folks got... Folks for Ariza straight up right now. I don't think the Suns want Folks. I, you know, I think they do. I think they, they don't have any... They, they, the issue is, like, shooting woes aside, the Suns don't have any ball handlers. At least Folks can handle the ball. If I am the guard. Suns or the Sixers GM, I would do Philly. I would do Ariza first Folks straight up today. That's a perfect fit. 
That is such a good Because the Philly Philly needs D and three. They got rid of uh Covington. Butler does come in, but and that is if I'm the 76ers, I do that deal. Suns do, Suns do too. Here's why. If I'm the Suns, I hold out for more because Fultz has never had a lower trade value than he does right now. And Ariza has yeah, never but, had a high one since how he is right now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think Trevor Ariza, uh, the fact that we're saying two teams want Trevor Ariza means he has more trade value than Fultz. Get a pick, too. Get Fultz in a pick. Or Fultz and Zaire Smith. Fine, fine. Fultz and a second round pick next year. They would jump at that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would do it at just Fultz because they need ball handling. You're, exactly. you, got, you got a young player who, if he does pan out, that could look like the greatest trade in Suns history. Devin Booker wants the ball in his hands, which is surprisingly where Markel doesn't want it. So he can get him the ball. He could be yeah. the assister that they need. He could be the assister for yeah. um, DeAndre I, Ayton. Because yeah. Isaac Kanan's not, not cutting it right now. No. Josh Jackson would be a good. How's his three point percentage? How's Josh Jackson? I don't know. It, but I, I, th- I think that's the trade I would do today, straight up, and I think it would benefit both teams because Ariza's not going to be in the league too, too much longer. He's on this one year contract anyway. There's no guarantee that he's going to be with the Suns mm-hmm. next year. You'll get Fultz's rookie deal, maybe a change in scenery just changes things for him, and he finally figures some stuff out. I think it's a no-brainer. I'll see Sam. You would throw an extra pick in there yeah. I, if you're the both teams. I would do it straight up. I would I, if you're the six. If you're the Sixers, if you're, if you're, you're the, the first Sixers, straight you up. Do it straight up, no doubt. But I think if you're the you, Suns, you'd question. You'd one. question. I, I can see Sixers young players. If it was a second it. round pick, then maybe the Sixers would go for. They certainly wouldn't do a first round. And, and if and, they uh, did, they're stupid. Even if it's a low first round, they wouldn't do it. Because you can get players like Kuzma. What, what if it's like a 2022 first round? No, I, I wouldn't give up any first rounder because there's no there's no guarantee of where you're going to be. Yeah, that could that could be a garbage not a garbage that could be a low first round pick in 2022. But something could happen and that could be a really high. 20, especially because Fultz could not pan out. Like that's a, that's a possibility. He, he could not pan out, or he could turn into what everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah. It's, a it, it, it's a it's a gamble for the Phoenix Suns, but I think it's worth it because right now it's not like you don't need a reason. Right now, really. I mean, all he's doing is adding value to your team, and that's not the sum. What the Suns want to do right now is add value to their team. They're trying to tank to get another player. Yeah. And let let's say if they do get Fultz and Fultz pans out and is able to be a decent point guard, then that's one more spot you don't need. You've got your center, you got your shooting guard. Get a good power forward, someone like marketing. Get a good uh, small forward. You know. Well, if, if only there was a good small forward power forward in this next draft. Yeah, no, no. If only, if only. If only, right? Well, they're not going to get it because the Cavs are going to lose more games. That's right. They're going to get to – I don't know. We can have this debate for later, but right, right. now I, I like R.J. Barrett. We, 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 we have one final topic, and this is where things are going to get weird but fun. <laughs> I don't know how uh, Vince Carter, Kent Bazemore, and Steph Curry go on a podcast, and this is where we find out they all think the moon landing's fake. No. What surprises me is Steph Curry spent four years in college. At a good college. At, a good at Davidson. That's a good school. But, like, I expect this from a straight out of high school or a one-and-done kid. A one-and-done kid from Because when I was 19, I, if, if I, when I was 19, if someone gave me millions of dollars, like, I could start, I'll, I'll I say could start convincing myself of some pretty stupid stuff. But you went to college, Steph. He wasn't learning anything. What did he? What was his major? What was his major in college? General studies. 
No way it was general studies, because he wasn't going into college, like, hyped up as going to go to the NBA. Sure. My guess... He was top... He was number eight overall in the draft, so... I know, but he, coming he, out of high school... He was Del Curry's kid. Yeah. yeah, but he wasn't the hype that other point guards... He didn't have the hype that Trey Young had on him, not yeah. until he started playing in college. Sure. Really, uh, really, his, really, I mean, his breakout game was that game to, against... To be fair, Scoochie Smith never even had half that hype, and he's got a degree in general studies. Well, yeah, but... Yeah, but what? Yeah, but what? Uh, Some people are delusional. Um, but that also leads us to what other fun things do you think uh, NBA players believe? Um, I just don't know how they believe that with the amount of evidence that dude, we have. You, 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 you think that, but I had this debate at work recently. The moon landing debate? Yep. But Kyrie... Kyrie a flat earther. I think he took it back, but I think he did it. He, he did. got sick of people saying shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I don't I don't really know if he believes. I don't. We also have There's, again we have pictures that yeah. show the Earth is round. Yeah, pictures from the government. Be woke. Um, Blake Griffin uh, also believes that Bill Gates doesn't have nearly as much money as people claim he does, and Microsoft just uses that uh, to inflate their own success and to make them look like a more successful company. What? Yeah. So in an interview, that that's an interesting conspiracy theory to me, because that's not a common one, which means it's one you need to really think out. And like, I don't think it's true, but like, when you flush it out, it makes sense, right? Microsoft, basically, in, in the nineties, they uh, when they boomed, they wanted to, their stock price was store, soaring and soaring and soaring, and they wanted to like continue to look super successful to make their stock price go up more. And so they talked about how their CEO is the richest guy in the world. And then, you know, you got to keep that lie up. You don't want to go, you don't want to go to uh, the SEC to come after you for fraud. I don't think it's true, but Blake Griffin does. <laughs> you know what? I think going back to Steph Curry here, I think he is just with the injury and all and the whole debate, like the big, Uprising with Durant and Draymond. I think Seth Curry's feeling a little neglected. Needs something to get him back in the limelight. So he just said the first absurd thing he could find to uh, to get back in there because it's been too much about Durant and Green and how much they hate each other or whatnot. On, on the note of crazy um, NBA beliefs, Michael Beasley is quoted for saying that he is just as good as KD and LeBron and would be an MVP if the league didn't hate him because he failed drug tests. Well, that's unfortunate because... That is nothing to do with the fact that you're, what, a second-round pick bus? Second, I mean, second yeah. overall pick? Second bus? overall pick. I would call him a bust. Mm. He, he, he's definitely... We an, have to define he's, bust. He's, he's definitely an underperformer, but, like, come on, bust. You can't... Like, if you want to split hairs here... Yeah. Um... Here's, here's what I'm saying. Mike Beasley, you've got so much potential. We've seen so much great shit out of you. But get some off, of the... Get off the weed. If that's what's it, I, honestly, like, come on, man. Look at Josh Gordon. Right? Prime example of some unbelievable talent that's just going to get wasted by something that's not even worth it. So... Listen, you're, you're a, a good NBA career last, what, 15 years? Drugs will be there for you after. Yeah, weed's not going anywhere. It's a plant. You can grow it. <laughs> Hell, by the time you're done playing, it'll probably be legal. Yeah. Seriously. 
dude, I know Matt Barnes is a big supporter of weed. Like, he went on that whole, yeah. uh, it was like some show where they yeah, talked well, about look it. look at him. The guy, the white guy with neck tattoos likes weed. He's not white. No. He's not? No. no. <laughs> I thought he was white. He looks white. Regardless. Oh, my God. I'm not going to touch that one. Yeah. Regardless, the man waited till he was out of the NBA to fully come out about it, which yeah. is smart. Yeah. And Matt Barnes is a smart guy, so I'm like, I'm not darn him on that. I'm just saying that... Mike Beasley, what are you doing? Like, yeah. come on, be I, smart about I, it. I'm curious now that we're in this era where like people with money can invest in marijuana and it's not taboo. I'm curious to see what other NBA players come out pro marijuana once they're out of the league. Because like that, that's relatively new. That's within the last five. It, what it's been probably five years since Colorado made it legal. People love playing high. Honestly. Michigan like, just Michigan just made it legal. Calms a yeah. lot of people down. I know a lot of uh, basketball players, people I play with. They were like, yeah, honestly, playing high is just another, like, I enjoy doing it because it makes you, they, they think it focuses them in on their shots and they're pretty good. So I, I'll say whatever works for them, but. I, 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 I think people just like being high. Like yeah, yeah, it could be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but. All right. Are you sure they're not just running around the court with a controller in their hands saying that they're playing 2K? <laughs> like, it's so lifelike. <laughs> Spin with the button. Oh, all right. So I think this brings us to worth mentioning. Um, oh, yeah. I don't have any good worth mentions. I got two. I got two. All right. I got one. Go for it. I already kind of mentioned this one, so I'm going to start yeah. with it. Uh, Nick Young signed with the uh, the Nuggets. I think that's... Excuse me. From shooting, they need... Swaggy P. I think it's going to be interesting. Cause he's, he's not going to play a ton of minutes. Probably if can, five to ten. Like I said, if he, five to ten, knock down a couple shots. He give you 12 good minutes off the bench. Decent defense and maybe hit a couple shots. That's yeah. all they're asking from. Yeah. I okay. like it. I like it. All right. Um, Steph Curry, everyone likes to compare him to Ray Allen. Steph Curry would have to miss the next 486 consecutive three-point attempts to match Ray Allen's career three-point percentage. Is he the next one on the list? I think I, I don't think so. For for three pointers made, he's the most. Yeah, Ray Allen. Three-pointers uh, three made. Dude, is he, he passed Vince, Carter, right? Did Curry pass Carter? Vince Carter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. up there. Um, but no, Ray Ray's got a shit. Um, so Steph Curry doesn't even have the highest career three-point percentage. Um, the highest career three-point percentage actually is Steve Kerr at forty-five point four percent. Steph Curry's at a career forty-three point eight six percent. I'm going to venture say Steph Curry takes a lot. Uh, more, more and harder. Yep. But so more, so much. More. Yeah. So I, I think the reason he gets the comparisons to Ray Allen is because both of them like are very good at contested hard threes. Yeah. But I don't. I'm looking at this, I'm not even sure that's a fair comparison. <laughs> there's just no one. There's just never been anyone like him. Yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I was mentioning DeAndre Eight is now coming off the bench in Phoenix. What? For apparent defensive reasons, the offense is there, but they're not. They don't like his lack of. Wow. They don't like his effort on defense, so they are taking him off wait, the wait, bench. Wait. When we were talking about potential draft busts in one of our early podcasts, I think one of us said that he had all the offense but lacked the defense. I don't think it was Mason, and it wasn't Nathan. But you stop talking about Luka Doncic for once, Sam. <laughs> hey, I think I said that. <laughs> So yes, you were right. This is mm. worth remembering. Welcome to this uh, this segment of the podcast, to Peace Sam. Uh, <laughs> Today, reoccurring, re- uh, reoccurring, reoccurring segment. 
But uh, my next word mentioning is that LeBron James recently gave his shoes to a girl in uh, uh, Memphis. I saw that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, just another player getting there. Their sneakers out. I mean, it's LeBron James. Obviously, he doesn't really do that too much. But um, I figured it was like, got to be worth a lot of money. And they, in fact, were. Somebody offered the girl $100,000, and she didn't take it. She kept the shoes. And I'm no, because you can get $2 million from them in 20 years. I hope she doesn't much, sell them, but what she said was, it was like, I'm a LeBron fan for life. I'm not selling these. And I was like, that's neat and all, and I'm a LeBron fan too. I'd wait just because you could sell them for more later. Well, way to look at the dark side. I like the light. <laughs> uh, Join the dark side, Mason. We have cookies. <laughs> uh, Paul George. My last worth mentioning is Paul George is currently having a season with career highs in points, rebounds, assists, and steals at 24.3 points, uh, 7.8 rebounds, 4.3 assists, and 2.2 steals. That's pretty good. That's not bad, man. And here's the thing is... At small forward, he still not might, he still might not make All NBA because there's three All NBA teams and he he's, there's still LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard in the league. Hell, you can argue Giannis is a three, even though I'd, I'd say he's more I'd, of a four I'd, at I'd this say point. A four. Yeah, but, dude, let other people get in the mix. God damn it! <laughs> right, it's the reason why Devin Booker may never ever make an All Star game because <laughs> he plays for a garbage team in a stacked West. We Congress. thought that about um, Dame Lillard too, and he made it. So it's I never once thought that about Dame Lillard. Everyone knew he was going to be an All Star. What are you talking about? He I, got stumped. Like, I mean, he got stumped so many times. I, he just had to, yeah, complain about it for a while. Yeah. But Pretty again, nice. look at the guards that were in the West: Russ, Steph, Chris Paul, James Holden. Harden. Exactly. Some good cards in the list. Yeah. All right. Um, that bling- brings us to our final segment, which is the player comparison. Um, this is uh, Tim Duncan, who is, in my opinion, uh, may possibly the greatest power forward to ever play the game. It's up there. And against Bill Russell, the uh, person with the most NBA championships ever. Um, so, is anyone coming out with any hot opinions? I, I'm just saying it's a li- it is tough to compare these two players just because the difference in era is probably the most drastic we've had since we've been making these comparisons. Yeah. Because Bill Russell played in a league where there was only like 13 teams. The com- competition was not near as much. I mean, Boston won the championship 10 years in a row. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't know if it, well, I don't know if those 10 years are wrong, but they won 10 championships. Those were good Boston teams, but it's not like the competition level is, a, is like today, where right now we've got a Western Conference from top to bottom, minus one team is separated by six and a half games. Well, Bill, Bill Russell was also the biggest guy in his league, pretty much the biggest guy in the league at 6'10". Exactly. I would say he had the most like differential in height, but it was kind of like a lot of people think he got the same kind of stats as Wilt did. Wilt got unreal no, stats. Wilt, Wilt's stats are will never be matched because like never will there ever be no, like, anything just, like that. It's possible, very unlikely, very unlikely. But uh, so here are the stats just on Bill Russell, if you're unaware. Uh, So his career points per game, 15.1. His total, his rebounds per game, 22.5. Amazing. For a career. For a career. And then as assists, 4.3. Field goal percentage, 44. Free throw percentage, in case, 56. (laughs) Yeah, so... He was a very big defensive presence, yeah. and that was what really helped them win because they could get other people to score. They could get other people to 
drive. And well, they could 22 be, rebounds a game. 22 rebounds a game. You're not, you're not doing bad. At his height, he was doing, let's see here, 24.7. He had a, yeah, 24.7 rebounds per game. That's what he averaged. That's pretty good for when the next hot, tallest player was a white guy. Like yeah. six foot eight, six foot nine, maybe. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Tim Duncan, on the other hand, played more recently. You know, he's, he's in a league where it's much more developed. He played longer, too. Um, Bill Russell surprisingly only played for like 12 years. So it has 13 rings. Figure that out. Tim, Tim does have five rings, right? Yeah. Five yeah. rings. Still, five still rings. A, a, a good amount for yeah. today's era. I mean, obviously Jordan had six. Kobe had five. I mean, Jordan was six is the most since 18 years. Tim does. So he played six more teams. years. Got like six less. Six less, less, yes, but you also have to well, like. Also, aside from Jerry West, name up here of Bill Russell's. Of Bill Russell's, uh, Havel check. Havel, yeah. Same team though. Like name, like like we're talking about his other people. Like we're, not we're talking about the competition. Again. Yeah. Then you look at Tim Duncan's. Do you got Dirk? Oh, Dirk for the Mags. Kobe played with Jordan. Played Shaq. with LeBron. Played with Shaq. Played with Wade, and obviously like. Little, little Durant, smaller name, Durant, McGrady, Nash, Prime Vince Carter, Prime Steve Nash. Yeah, all of those. He played with a lot of like really great players. Yeah. yeah. Um, his so let's see what his so points nineteen, rebounds ten point eight, assists three, field goal percentage fifty point six, field goal percentage three percent was like seventeen point nine. That's fine. Uh, and his free throw percentage sixty nine point six. Yeah, so so he, he shoot, he's, he's shooting better than so Bill so. Also. I think stat wise, you got to give it to Bill. I think, but I think the whole point here is like, has the league changed enough? I, I, I think here the way we have to decide this is if if you were to take let's if you were to take the exact same team, right? So let's just use the Spurs as the example because I know more about. So it. is it more about the player? Or is it about the team? So, but my question is, if you take Bill, uh, if you take Tim Duncan off that team and replace him with Bill Russell, does that team get better or worse? They gotta get worse. Just like I think, if the in in, in the Spurs era, yeah. like in today's era, where also it's really hard because you can't put Tim Duncan back in time, or else he but, doesn't know how to play off the people he's seen play. Yeah. But let, let's let's say we can put him back in time and like just same level of skill as put, as uh, like his as his career. If you put prime Tim Duncan back on Bill Russell's team, obviously Tim Duncan's going to be better because he he hit his skill right there yeah. is what he learned from watching the people before him. Yeah. So that's my point. It's like he know it's he'd seen it before. Where whereas Bill Russell was doing this shit off the cuff, like okay. he had. To make this shit up as you go, because basketball was so much yeah. more in, in, in its infancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's a cop out answer, but I think it's very it's a very hard comparison. All right, but I, I think I'm gonna give it to Bill. You're gonna give it to Bill. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna give it to Bill. I'm gonna give it to Tim. I'm gonna give it to Tim as well. And I, all, I, I, I see all the I'm, old timers, you can tweet at Sam and yell at and yell yeah. at uh, yell at us. three three zero on Twitter. We know, we know, we know you're, you know you're listening on. You're up on your Twitter feeds. <laughs> Honestly, but Jesus Christ! Oh, come on, Bill Russell, the man who freaking yeah, fantastic player, Hall of Famer, outstanding. Just, I, I, I don't, I don't think if, I don't think if 
uh, Duncan Spurs were in the league when he got his rings, he'd have 11. Yeah. 13, really, because he doubled up on two of them because he was a player and a coach. Yeah. And I don't think you pull Bill Russell's team into this era. So maybe take... Take all the three points out. Yeah, I, uh, three, that, that would that, be a that, lot that, of You input. take the three points out, and honestly, it doesn't really affect Tim Duncan's game that much. No. Anyway. Sure, it affects the teams. Cause That's you what Parker I'm saying. I you Tim Duncan's but, team versus Bill Russell's team. But you also look at like Tim Duncan's teams, and at one point you had a Hall of Famer, Dave Robinson. You have two probable Hall of Famers in Tony Parker and Manage Nobly. You're going to have another Hall of Famer in Kawhi Leonard. The guy's been You're surrounded by Hall of his, Famers. The all-time Spurs. No, I'm saying in each, like no matter which Spurs you pick, Tim Duncan has also played with good players. I don't think taking the so why does that away, make him better than Bill no, Russell? No, I'm, I'm just saying with such, I'm saying, such better players. No, I'm saying Bill, Bill in, Russell in, also played with Hall of Famers. Yeah, but I'm saying in terms of taking the three point line uh, away, Abelchick, it wouldn't matter. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much that entire Parish. Parish. Uh, I'm saying if you take the three point away line from those Spurs because team, it's not going to changed. matter. Like their points per game were. I'm just saying if you take three-point line away from this first team, it's not going to matter because the players are able to do other things to shoot the three. Yes, the three ball is big, but the Spurs could still function without that. They're probably one of the few teams, at least, who probably can't really still function without that I think that's in that era. Popovich thing. And now we're talking about Pop and not about Tim Duncan versus Bill Russell. And I, I think you're giving it to him because like of the teams that they've been on. Like, Look at their... their them as a yeah, but I'm also person. giving it to him because of the competition he's playing against. I, I get that. I get that. But you're, what, you're looking, what you're not looking at is the people that he played with. Yeah, but Bill Russell didn't go against anyone like Shaq. Okay. And Tim Duncan did for over half his career. I think that maybe he just was so much more dominant we don't know about them. Because it's so fucking long ago, which is why it's hard to debate. Bill Russell played with five different Hall of Famers. Five? Like with or against? With. Like same team. But to be honest, everyone on everyone the Celtics was on, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, everyone who was on that team has. Because they were the first so to do rings. it. Yeah. And. But. It's a hard debate when the, when the eras are. Multiple eras apart from each other. Yeah. Like this is this is what thirty years, 20, 30 years of basketball. Well, apart well, from David each other. Robinson, Tony Parker, I think, Manage Nobly, Kawhi Leonard, all going to be Hall of Famers. So that was five, but that's five over eighteen years, which is five over what eleven. He only played. He only played for twelve years. Yeah. I give it to Tim. Uh, that was a fun podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Um, actually, we may be taking a break with the upcoming holidays. Um, We don't know for sure. We will talk to you when we talk to you next. Looking forward to it. Peace.